afternoon all. Welcome to episode 9 of the Carnegie Harriers podcast. I'm doing this slightly different today. If I seem a little out of breath, it's because I'm out in my run. I'm currently slopping around a, um, a trail that is a mixture of mud, ice, snow, and uh, yeah, anything and everything in between. It's not particularly pleasant, so I'm walking along this particular section, having nearly gone... <laughs> Head first on my way out here. Um, I should have learned not to come back this way, but it's the most convenient way to get back home, so I'm sticking with it for now. Um, hope you're well, uh, and I hope you enjoyed the last podcast we had with Michael um, and found that an interesting thing to listen to. Hey, this week, my special guest is Catherine Fairfield. Um, Catherine's been a relatively new member of the club. Um, the last two three years now, so uh, listen to our chat once you finish listening to mine. Um, as I said, I hope you're all well, hope you're all running well. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of impossible at the moment because the weather is absolutely shit. Um, it was nice briefly when it snowed, um, but now the thaw has begun, it's quite challenging, so I'm personally finding it quite difficult um, to keep up the motivation and the miles. But um, hopefully soon, some of this will all be gone. Some of it, I mean all of it. I hope all of it will be gone. I'm going to go and do some proper running again. Um, anyway, that's enough of my chat for now. Um, episode 10. I have a very special episode coming up um, to celebrate what would have been the 10th anniversary of the Davila trail races. Uh, it's a bittersweet moment. Um, because obviously with COVID this year we're not able to go ahead but I will be having a conversation with uh, race director Alan McCauley um, about his involvement with the race over the years so that's going to be worth a good listen um, here you are for now with Catherine though, take care guys So hi Catherine, how are you? Very well, thank you Leslie, how are you? Not so bad, thank you. Thanks for taking the time out of your holidays to speak to me on the podcast. I'm sure you must have had really exciting things planned this week yeah. rather than talk to you. Yeah, I managed to squeeze you in. <laughs> in between the dinners out, the cruise and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, have you been out running today? I haven't. I was out yesterday morning with Natalie, but I wasn't, I've not been out today. Um, I don't normally mind running in the bad weather, but today was actually just too bad and I couldn't face it. I was freezing. So, um, yeah, I've done two hit workouts, though, so I haven't been Oh, late. well, that's all right. Well, well done, you. That's quite impressive. The first one was Kayleigh's National 5 PE tutorial <laughs> this morning, so they don't have to have their cameras on. So she said I could join in with that. Um, so I did that with her and then I did another one there before dinner. Oh, excellent. So we deserved your dinner tonight, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went out this morning because I was meant to actually meet Kathy and go out for a run, but then she cancelled. She had something else came up. Um, so I thought, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to go out for a run anyway. Um, so I did, and I was really chuffed with myself. Um, I made myself a wee training programme, um, and this has been the first week of it. So that's my second session um, this week. Yeah, and I was dead chuffed with myself. I actually went out while it was not looking great, but it got worse as the day went on. So I was glad I went out when I did. Well done, well done. <laughs> so how um how are things with you with running just now are you, are you feeling the love or is it kind of falling a bit by the wayside no I'm still feeling the love I'm definitely missing the bubble training I really do miss it and Nasa and I were both talking about that yesterday actually when we were running how um we've obviously got the best bubble um <laughs> and <course>. really <laughs> just, yeah just missing seeing people um, so it's it's been harder to keep motivated but um, yeah, I'm, de- I'm determined to keep it up because especially at this time of year, you know, we're all inside and too much and it's dark, you know, for too long and all that. So I just think you need to get out there and get on with it um, regardless. Mm. So, yeah, missing the training, missing seeing lots of other people, but still feeling pretty positive about running just now. 
Yeah, that's good. That's a good place to be then, definitely. <laughs> um, what did you miss out on last year then? I know um, I, I put together a retraining programme for you. You were going to do your first marathon. Yes. Um, yeah, that was my main one. So that was the rock and roll marathon in Liverpool in May. So I entered not realising anybody else from the Harriers had entered. Then it turned out that Kerry Hunter had entered and also Sarah as well. So um, I was so looking forward to it and that would be my first marathon. They'd both already done one. Um, so yeah, it was really good. One of my good friends stays down near Liverpool. So she was going to come through with her husband and then, you know, join in the kind of um, refreshments afterwards. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it would have been really good. And the training programme you wrote was great and I was following it to the to letter. I like it when I've got a plan that I can tick off things and, you know, uh, do all that sort of a really swatty thing of you know I've done all the exact same <laughs> you were getting lots of bonus points as well yeah. because you you would be very good with your pacings and everything I know because that's what I found hard like trying to go slower as you told me to and I was you know trying really hard for that and I was really enjoying it and then obviously Covid came along and um, kind of ruined everything <laughs> so yeah that was the main one I missed out on I think my last race before Covid hit was the Kirk and Tillich 12 and a half k um, and then after that, it was um, it was obviously nothing. Mm-hmm. So they, they originally offered to reschedule the marathon till October last year, but there was no way that was going to happen. So um, it was then put off till May this year, which now isn't happening either. So <laughs> your options are October this year or next May. So I think I've selected next May, but who knows? <laughs> oh, I know. And well, hopefully by next May. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I've got my plan there, so I can uh, just go back to the start. Of that. Well, exactly, yeah, and hopefully by next May we'll be able to actually go out and yes. do stuff. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Seems such a long time ago, um, as time away, you know, looking that far ahead. But I think um, I, I'm not particularly positive about an awful lot happening this year, and anything that does, I think it's going to be pretty low key. Yeah, I think so. I can't see any of the mass participation events going ahead at all. Um, I just can't see how that would work because I imagine a lot of people that would probably want to enter them are in the group of people that will be vaccinated last as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think there'll be anything major this year. Maybe smaller local races that they can you know, stagger starts and things more easily, but nothing, nothing big. Yeah, if we're not allowed to travel that far anyway, we'll all be, I oh. don't know, running around the Glen or something <laughs> Yeah, park, be, run, park run would be nice. <laughs> well, I know, I know, yeah, the park runs. It's funny because when I was talking to um, to Michael Bissett, he's such a big park run fan and he's really missing yeah. his park runs and it made me feel so nostalgic about all the park runs as well. Oh, park run, I miss you. Well, I know, and even though I hate them by park run, I'd actually take that over anything at the moment. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, tell me how you got into running then. Did you, you run when you were a young person or did you start running later? No, I didn't run when I was younger. I played a lot of netball and badminton, sort of primary school and early mid high school, but I actually hated running. I would think of every reason not to run. I never did a single cross country <laughs> in school. So when I did the virtual one, um, recently with the club that was my first ever cross country because I would always think of a reason why I I didn't I shouldn't have to do it um which I now find quite amusing that I then choose to do them but no wasn't really into running liked other forms of of exercise um but but not running um and then sort of late 20 late teens early 20s did nothing at all which I think a lot of people fall into that Mm. trap um and then when I decided I was going to join the police obviously I knew I had to get fitter so I joined Bannatines and I did some running on the treadmill but I really hated it but I was so scared to run outside I just thought people would judge me and if anybody saw me running they'd laugh because I'd be slow or my technique could be rubbish or whatever so you know did a lot of exercise at the gym but not really much running bits and pieces on the treadmill um but nothing major and then the police college had obviously changed a bit from you know days of probably when like Steve Adam or Kenny was a probationer there or whatever um there wasn't really as much physical fitness there was a bit of running and a few longer runs but we didn't have sort of forest runs or anything that I'd been sort of warned about and and all these really brutal you run and you're carrying benches and you're doing this (laughs) that so when when I got there and it was actually just you run around the grounds of Tully Allen a few times occasionally it wasn't quite the same so didn't really ignite a love for running there 
and then just kind of dabbled with it off and on, but never really getting above about um, five or six K um, and still not really running outside much whatsoever. Still really self-conscious about people see, I don't know what I thought would happen, but you know, people seeing me and, you know, ridiculing me or laughing and thinking oh what's she up to and, and all it's, these yeah it's funny because you get I, I I used to only go out at night um, mm-hmm. and I would be dressed in black <laughs> so nobody could see me I know that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do at night um but yeah I'd have a hat on and gloves on and you know all dressed oh. up I'd make sure there was nobody out in my street and I'd dash out of the door <laughs> yeah I know it's so strange because because now you know obviously anytime I'm out anywhere in a I see somebody running the first thing I'm driving is I look to see if I know them <laughs> get to know loads of people and if not you're just you're usually jealous because you're thinking oh they're out running and I'm actually mm-hmm. you know driving to work or whatever so um then started to do a wee bit more running and sometimes used to go running with Kathy and with my other friend Jeanette and um did bits and bobs and then I think it would have been six years ago next month I did my first 10k so it was one for the Stroke Association at Beverage Park in Kirkcaldy. So um, I did that and in my head, I just thought I want to get around in under an hour because that seems reasonably, you know, respectable. So I did and I was, you know, quite pleased with myself and had all great intentions that, you know, this would be the start of running being my main hobby. But, you know, still then didn't really get that into it. Did a few park runs and did Falkirk Park run a few times before Dunfermline started. But still wasn't really, it wasn't my main hobby, it wasn't my main mm. form of fitness, still probably more going to the gym and, and cycling things. Um, and then about four years ago, yeah, four years ago, I did my first half marathon in Inverness in the March. So again, didn't really know much about running and didn't know much about different sessions, but I loosely worked out I needed to add a bit on each week to you know, to get the distance up, but I didn't know anything about tempo or all these different terms that, you know, I'm still actually not that great with. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with Inverness, I just thought, if I can get round in under two hours, then that's okay. Um, and it finishes in the stadium there, so I entered the stadium at about um, one hour 59, so I just had to um, go all out just to get round <laughs> the track to get in and under the two hours, which I managed. Yeah, and brilliant. After that, I thought, right, well, that's it. I, I really like running. And a couple of people mentioned joining a running club and I thought, no, because that's for like real professional runners. That's not for somebody like me. But, but I had started doing more running myself and going out and doing trying to do different things. Um, and I remember being in the Glen. Um, it would have been summer 2017, I think, and seeing the Harriers training and running up and down Park Run Hill and having this abject fear that they were <laughs> going to see me Everybody's going to laugh at me. I, I didn't. I didn't know what to do. So I, had, I literally turned round, started running the opposite direction, then like made my way out the glen, a way that none of them would see me. And uh, I just remember thinking, oh my god, that'd have been awful if those real runners had seen me just, you know, pootling about the glen. How humiliating um, for me. And then you know, you roll forward, you know, nine ten months, and and um like sending an email away to find out about how I turn up to training so mm-hmm. yeah it's funny how things happen <laughs> <laughs> so can you remember turning up to your first session then yeah so it was Kathy and and um I think Mary was there as well Kathy's daughter so turned mm. up one in the Glen and I remember you know meeting at the kind of cross junction thing I can't remember what the session was because I just remember thinking this is absolutely terrifying <laughs> And, you know, the session was explained and I just thought, I'm just going to, like, stop and go. It's like gobbledygook, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know what this means, but just follow and, folk and go. And I, and then Val was leading it and I think she'd sort of suggested, like, try and speak to people and find out roughly who does park running the same time as you. And then you'll know where to kind of, like, stand for the start and things. So, you know, it's that really awkward kind of like, small talk and then get... <laughs> Then what time do you do part run? Oh right, okay, and then quickly walking <laughs> further away. Like, <laughs> avoid these people, they're really fast. So um yeah, I can't remember. I think it was just where you go around that kind of top loop, um, per, you know, for different amounts of minutes uh-huh. or, or different paces because I prob- I only really had stop and go. So um <laughs> but, oh, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it and I got home and thought, Oh, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much. I'll go on Thursday. Um 
but famous last words, I said to Kenny, I'm only like, I'm only really going to see what it's about, but I'm not going to join. And after, you know, then I was like, right, that's it, I'm joining. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a good first session there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course you would have got a nice warm welcome as well. Probably would have been summertime yeah. too. So did you have nice yeah. weather? It was, it was warm. It was warm. Um, there was no taps off running that session. So like, that might have put me off. Um, <laughs> But yeah, what, yeah, I remember it being a really nice night and just leaving, feeling really positive and thinking, oh, what, everybody was so friendly and nobody laughed at me. And, yeah. and that's ridiculous to think about it and you think, oh, why on earth like, would I have thought somebody would laugh at me? But it's just a confidence thing. Well, I know. And you do have this preconceived idea of what, like yeah. you said earlier, like what a, what a club runner is. Oh, yeah. And you, you can't see yourself as being in that, you know, that no, kind of position that you're seeing. Um, and then you get there and you go, oh, these are just ordinary folk like me. <laughs> yeah, it's quite nice. <laughs> did you try any other clubs or did you just come to Carnegie? No, just came to Carnegie. Yeah, yeah just came to Carnegie. I'd, I'd sort of known a couple of people um, that ha I actually thought they still ran with Carnegie, but they didn't. So I knew um, Ian Taylor and I knew Mike Harvey. So in my head, I was like, oh, that, that's the one. I knew that was the one that they ran with sort of thing. Um, so, so yeah, just just came along and, yeah, I wasn't going to start trotting around the mall to see which one I liked best. So. <laughs> see who's got your pace. <laughs> they must have thought when you turned up and started asking people what their park run time was, they must have thought you were like, oh, getting all competitive with them. <laughs> no, I just need to know how far back <laughs> And it would appear right at the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think you've got out of being a member of the running club then? Has it kind of developed you much or changed you much as a runner? Well, it's funny because, you know, that probably being quite marginal gains and, you know, baby steps, you know, in my head, I don't think I've probably improved that much. But then when I look at times and, and things, you know, they have come down and, you know, technique and just, you know, understand stuff about heart rate and you know even just breathing and, and how your body the, it works the mechanics of running so there's all that but it's really just it's just great um, for the social aspect I think it's absolutely brilliant for mental health as well um you know it's my go-to thing if I'm feeling you know fed up anxious if you know work's really stressful or, or whatever I know that going out a run no matter what sort of session it is or if it's on my own or at the club I will feel better afterwards it's probably not going to solve everything but I know I'll be I'll feel better and I'll feel better equipped to be able to you know deal with whatever's stressing me out so yeah for me I've, re I've really noticed um it being a great way for dealing with sort of stress and anxiety um and it's just it's just really nice getting to know people from all different walks of life that you know doesn't matter what age somebody is, doesn't matter what they do for a job, you know, you're all there just with the kind of common goal of wanting to, to run, get a bit fitter and, and have a bit of a laugh and you're doing it. So, yeah, I just really got so much out of it. I would recommend it to anybody and I have, I've said to other people and and, and obviously bullied Kenny into joining. And <laughs> you're quite good at signing Kenny up for things. <laughs> yeah, when I signed him up to join the Harriers, it was actually... Um, I'd eventually like been on and on at him and pushing him to come to a session and my daughter Kaylee was like you'll really like it just go just go so eventually I'd seen a chink in the arm and I knew I was like work it was working and he was having a weak moment I was like just come tonight and if you hate it you never need to come back <laughs> um, and it was our session in the Glen again and I remember getting there and um, sort of introducing Kenny to Gordon Barry and a couple other people and, and saying right you go up and you're much faster than me you can run with them and <laughs> And at the end of it, I knew he liked it, but he didn't really want to say he liked it. So he was doing that whole thing of, it was all right. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, right, I did, but you know, I'm too busy and I don't want to join and all the rest of it. And we got home and, um, and then he was out in the garage getting something and I just thought, oh, that's about to swear that I'm trying not to. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the worst that can happen? So I just filled out the Harriers application form on Entry Central and then he came in having got the email and he's like what have you done like, oh, I've just I've just joined you it's not a big deal and so that just sort of set a precedent and yeah I have been known to enter him into races that 
he otherwise wouldn't enter or you know wouldn't even entertain talking about so I think he's, he's enjoying enjoy it yeah yeah he seems <laughs> to be enjoying it and he seems up for it as well and he's always fair game <laughs> I think he's probably just scared of me Leslie you think so <laughs> Running I a think tight ship up, there. Yeah, I think signing him up for the Connecty Five was probably the ultimate test. And he's, you know, he still speaks to me after that, so it's fine. Well, he passed that one with flying colours. <laughs> I mean, if that Connecty Five last year was just the most <laughs> horrific day out ever. Yeah. <laughs> and so surviving that, yeah, he's done he's done pretty well. Because <laughs> did you not sign him up for the uh did you not sign him up for an ultra at one point as well? Yeah, sign us both there's a common theme of quite often when I've had a drink, <laughs> sign up for races and get the email the next day and think, oh, what have I done now? <laughs> so yeah, we were both meant to do the Falkirk Ultra last year um, and then life kind of got in the way and did nowhere near enough training. So um, decided it wasn't a good idea. Which then, you know, on the day when I went through to like cheer Sarah and others on, I regretted and then regretted even more when we then went into lockdown and we couldn't do anything. Oh. I was like, I really wish I'd done that. Why did I not do it? But um, no, I hadn't trained anywhere near enough for that. So I would have, um, yeah, it would have been a disaster. And there'd be plenty of opportunities for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do the same with the kids as well? Do you sign them up for things? Or are you not that well, brave? I'm scared of them. <laughs> Especially Kayla, who's so tall now. Oh, I. <laughs> So yeah, you're missing um, races and the kind of vibe that you get around about a race. Yeah, um, I think whenever I enter a race, I have the initial excitement of I'm entered, and then you know, you, you know, it's when it's coming up, and then the night before and the morning, the absolute fear of why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, even the shorter races, it's that whole of why am I doing this? You know, oh my god, like everybody's gonna be so much better than me, and, and then the feeling at the end regardless really of what time you've done of thinking oh that was brilliant when's the next one when's the next one so yeah I do, I do miss that part of it and you know I think it does bring you on as well training yourself you know is fine and even in the bubble that you know that's fine and there's you know there's different people there to push each other which is good but there's nothing quite like a race and seeing somebody that you maybe recognize from parkrun or from other races and thinking oh, they're normally way ahead of me, but I'm maybe quite near them today. Uh, maybe they're injured or maybe I've got better and that whole thing in your head. And I think it sort of pushes you on a bit. So, yeah. And the camaraderie of like looking out for the Harriers fests and, you know, and everybody cheering each other on. It's all, yeah, it's all great. So I do miss, I am missing having the races to look forward to. Yeah. Have you, have you done some of the virtual races that the club's been doing? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was in. I was doing the the winter one there, so I was yeah, I'd, I'd done all of them, which I was really, really enjoying. The summer one last year, I think I got to about the fifth or sixth race, and because the gyms had been shut and I wasn't really doing any strength and conditioning stuff myself, which was stupid. All I was doing was running almost every single day. Um, I've ended up with a bit of a kind of hamstringy type issue. But just still a little bit niggly, but yeah, right. I had to buy out of the summer um, virtual GP because of that because it was just it was sore and I knew I was being an idiot by um, <laughs> running on it all the time. But no, I've done. I, I'm a, I was really enjoying the um, uh, the winter virtual GP there, and I'd actually just gone and done a walking recce of the Loch Fitty St. St. Ninian's one, oh, which was right. oh my god, I picked one of the iciest days and. and January to do that it took so long <laughs> you could hardly stand up but um so that was obviously the next one before before we went back into lockdown so it was a mixed blessing then that we that one couldn't go ahead <laughs> I know I was just wanting to see how hilly it was when you got to the kind of the top bit with all the mining equipment and yes it was it was quite hilly and hills are not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a nice way hill though because you're just going round and round and round and round and you're not noticing as much that you rather than just going straight up yeah, yeah. just getting dizzy and undoing yourself when you get to the top <laughs> coming back down the other side <laughs> so that was your first cross-country race that you did that um that one the battle of Inverkeithing one for the mm -hmm. club um grand prix um did, did you quite enjoy the cross-country will we see you out doing a little bit more of that I did actually I was quite nervous the first one I think I was just really nervous that I was going to fall and 
twist my ankle or break something or something like that. So I was a wee bit more hesitant on the, you know, the downhills on the slidey bits. But once I got round, I thought, no, actually, you know, surprise myself. I did really enjoy it. Um, and I've actually been back there a couple of times, you know, just myself <laughs> to run. So, um, yeah, it's obviously not put me off completely. So um, there's probably more technique involved in cross country, though, than I really sort of thought about. So I probably need to speak to people, probably like yourself and other people that are very seasoned cross country runners to you know I know some folk can just kind of let themselves go and they're running down the hills and stuff but I don't know if yeah I maybe need to work on my technique or just it's all about the shoes if you've got good confidence in your shoes then you just let go and just hope to god your shoes are gripping the ground (laughs) so yeah it's all about what's on your feet (laughs) right I've been brave enough just to trust trust (laughs) the soles of your feet to Take your time. It's a little bit the same on the up as well because it can be a bit sloppy on the way up a hill too when you're sliding about. I thought there's probably less chance of injury going up a hill though. You would just make a fool of yourself sliding back down on your feet. (laughs) What about hills then? Have you um, you've not done any hill races? Do you fancy any of them? Maybe Kenny's going to be one to sign you up for them. (laughs) No, he better not. Um, (laughs) No, I don't think so. I really, yeah, I really don't like hills. I find them really, really tough. I, I try and think about, it's actually funny, I can actually hear your voice in my head sometimes when I'm going up a hill when you used to stand at the top of the hill in the glen, um, you know, at park runs or during training sessions, you know, telling us, you know, to, you know, posture and, and you know, using your arms and all these things. But I just find hills, I find them really tough. I, I And I I do like the training sessions that incorporate hills because it forces me to do them, but I just find I just find them really tough and I find it quite soul destroying when people then go whizzing past you on hills. Um, so I don't know. I never say never, but I can't see me signing up to any hill races, but you know, I might. You I never might. Know. <laughs> <laughs> like say never say never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what kind of discipline do you prefer then? Do you prefer the road or the trails? I like both. Um, mm. Initially, I was quite scared of anything other than road, and then I've done a few trail races, which I do, you know, which I have enjoyed. So no, I really like both road and trail, and sort of distance-wise, probably you know, like ten k to half marathon is probably for me, like pushes me enough to make it feel like you know it's really hard work, um, but it doesn't have to be like you know speedy speedy not that any of my running is speedy but um like 5k's if you're actually trying to race them are just sore and <laughs> just so tiring um but yeah it's probably 10k to half marathon distance and yeah either road or trail really I just you know I like I like them both yeah um do you do well you, you were saying about going to the gym uh you like yeah. a bit of going to the gym um and you mentioned cycling as well so are those are the kinds of things that you would do for a bit of cross training yeah so I'm missing the gym's being shot because I do like sort of lifting weights um just to sort of complement the, the cardio stuff so I'm really kind of missing that just now and I'm trying to do hip workouts and body weight stuff in the house but it's not quite the same but I am trying to do that so that I hopefully don't get any more injuries from just running 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 mm. um I've got a road bike and I do like it but I'm a bit of fair weather um cyclist these days the roads are just horrible I think there's like the potholes, yeah. potholes are horrific just now. Are, yeah they're dreadful and yeah so yeah in the nicer weather and especially when we're allowed to sort of travel a, a bit further I would quite like to get back out on the bike because it's quite nice you know you can cycle for sort of three or four hours and, you know, stop and have a cake and yeah. <laughs> it's quite a, quite a nice wee afternoon out. Um, and, you know, I can obviously cycle for a lot longer than I, than I could ever run. Um, so, no, I, I do like it. I do like it. I have done one triathlon, but I don't think I'll, <laughs> I don't think I'll be in a rush to do anymore because my swimming is not <laughs> my strong point. <laughs> so does Kayleigh not get her swimming from you then? <laughs> No, I actually, when I signed up another um, very last minute kind of random idea, my friend was doing a triathlon down in Cheshire, um, no, sorry, Chester, 
and um, she'd been doing it to try and lose weight and get a bit fitter and she was following the couch to 5k and there was it was a women's only triathlon and her and a group of other women she knew were doing that and she says you know you could come down and do it it'd be a really good um chance to see each other but that was her that was coming to see me do the marathon so um I was like oh, you know what you just yeah I'm just gonna do it and I remember signing up for it and the other people in the house being like you really cannot swim very well and I was like it'll be fine I can cycle and I can run so um a couple of days later Kaylee's like right mom come swimming with me and I'll help you so we swam up to the deep end in the Carnegie and she swam underwater and we got to the end I was like well and she just started laughing at me and it was horrendous when then we swam back down while she's trying to give me her critique there without laughing too much Neil Anderson then got in the pool and I'm like no this is the last thing I need when I'm like bobbing about needing armbands practically and then Neil comes in and he's like what are you up to and Kaylee's like I'm teaching her to swim because she's rubbish so um so yeah that was not the best so I had all great intentions of getting really good at swimming for that part of the triathlon but um I didn't (laughs) so the day of the triathlon the first time I tried open water swimming was when the hooter went off to start the race in the river so that is not how you prepare for things apparently (laughs) (laughs) the hooter went off and I was like well I'm here now so I um I struggled down the river for the swim. I think it was 750 metres or something. Um, and the whole, the whole time, Kaylee and Molly and Kenny were running along the riverbank, shouting, encouraging things at me. And it was, I was oh no, what am I doing? Like, why, why? I'm questioning myself again. Why did I do this? And then I got out and got on the bike and it was fine because I knew I'd be able to make up a lot of time on the bike. So after that, it was okay. But the, the swim part was <laughs> not the best. <laughs> Needs a bit of work then, swimming before your next triathlon. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think there'll be a next. No. Again, you never know. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the swimming's the thing that would get me as well. I mean, I I can swim and I can swim. You know, I could swim for a while as well, but I just don't like it. Yeah. I find it horribly boring. Um, I've never done open water swimming because I have a little bit of a fear of the water. Uh, I don't like being on a ferry or something like that, so um, it's just not for me at all. I feel okay in a pool, but I'm just bored. (laughs) So there'll be none of that nonsense for me either. (laughs) Duathlon, perhaps, because then you can just run and and cycle. Yes, that'd be fine. Yeah, leave the swimming aside. Have you done any um, races abroad? No, I haven't, and that's actually something on my list of things to do that I'd like once we're allowed to leave KY11 um, <laughs> go area, um, and travel again I would like to incorporate like a couple of weekends away in Europe and, and tie that in with races and things I'd really like to go to Copenhagen I know there's a half marathon there that's meant to be really good I'd really like to go to Berlin so you know there's a half there so I think I'd quite like to tie in you know a city break with um you know doing a run and stuff as well I have I have run abroad when I've been on holiday or at different places but I've never actually done a race the strangest place I've run actually um we did a cruise a year past October and um yeah went running on the cruise ship and it was really really odd because it was roasting hot and they've got sort of 400 well I don't know 600 meter track actually around the ship but I envisaged it being on one of the top decks, you'd be in open air, but it's it's quite low down. So, you know, you had a roof quite low above your head and then you're on this track and the boat's obviously sailing and you're running round. Oh, that's no landmarks. You couldn't see anything because the, the lifeboats were kind of blocking the bits you'd see. So you just kept running. You had no concept of, you know, how how many times you've gone round or, or yeah, it was odd. It, it was good and ended up running really, really quickly. But... Um, yeah, it was, it was just really strange. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't like to do a long run there anyway. No, no, that doesn't sound like an awful lot of fun, I have to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, City Breaks is something I was talking to Michael uh, about and he, he quite likes a wee race, uh, just going away for a weekend and doing a half marathon in um, Switzerland yeah, or something. Yeah. And Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity just to get away for the weekend, get a run in and see the sights. Yeah, no, (laughs) it 
it's a good idea. We should maybe organise a Harriers road trip, I think. But I'm yeah. not quite sure who would be the responsible adult. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is there any base that you got your uh, mindset on, like maybe a kind of epic race of some sort or something that's a bit unique? Um, I think most people probably in their psyche somewhere would like to do London Marathon and I certainly always had that in my mind until I entered the ballot for the club place and then I thought everybody would enter that my first year and then it turned out there was only about six people's names to be drawn out of the hat and I remember being at Petrivi like thinking oh no please don't pull my name out please don't and it was the leaker so I was delighted for her <laughs> um, so yeah like most people I, I do enter the or like most runners, I think, but I seem to speak to... I enter the London Marathon ballot every year, but I don't envisage ever being successful. Um, other than that, I'm, I love New York. It's probably one of my favourite places I've ever been, and I've been a couple of times, and I absolutely love it. So I think New York Marathon, if I had to pick one of kind of big, you know, really, really well-known, huge participation ones, it would be for that. But, um, yeah, just... I don't know. I'm not really that up to speed with all the different, you know, really iconic ones. I know there's one in France where you get wine at each mile marker. And yeah. So that sounds quite good. <laughs> but yeah, I think probably this pandemic kind of taught me that I should probably just say yes to more things and more different experiences rather than thinking about not being good enough or not being capable or being frightened about things just actually probably say yes more to, to mm. things that out with my comfort zone because you know I think we probably all feel like we've really missed out on loads and missed out on seeing loads of people and things over the last year so you know I think once we are whatever normal is going to be just probably say yes to more things and yeah act more into life rather than um, you know just be mundane <laughs> yeah it sounds like a good idea and um, how does your illness um because I, I know you've got a medical condition that yeah. can affect your uh, your running so how do you manage that yeah so I've got um I've got a couple of things wrong with me but the one you're probably speaking about I've got ulcerative colitis mm -hmm. which is um the sort of similar illness to Crohn's disease and I know there's a couple other members of the club actually got colitis as well so um, at the moment, it's okay. The disease goes um, through periods of being in flare and in remission. And at the moment, um, I'm not too bad. I take a lot of medication every day. I take about 16, 17 tablets a day. So um, I probably rattle when I run some of the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just now it's okay. You know, there's obviously practicalities of having, you know, an ongoing illness like that and with it affecting your bowel that there's times when it's in flare that, you know, you're reticent to even leave the house, let alone sort of go out, um, you know, on longer runs or anything like that. So, you know, if I'm not, you know, if I'm going to a not particularly great patch, I wouldn't, you know, really stray too far from home mm -hmm. or from somewhere else, you know, too far from a car or anything. Um, but, you know, I've had it for 18 years now and had various sort of operations and things. And um, I suppose it's, it, it does form part of who I am because it's part of the reason that I want to keep myself as healthy as possible in terms of exercising, you know, trying to eat well, you know, trying to, you know, sleep enough and, you know, all these things can kind of, you know, be better or worse at, at various times because life sometimes gets in the way. But I think, you know, I've got a sort of responsibility to myself to try and give myself the best sort of starting, starting point for it. Because yeah. I don't know if the illness will pan out, you know, and the longer you have it, the more chance there is of, you know, different things, you know, happening. Your um, your risk of bowel cancer is, you know, a lot higher once you've had the illness for, you know, you know, a longer length of time and, and things like that. So, you know, I just want to try and keep myself as healthy as possible mm -hmm. to minimise, if you know, if I can, anything else going wrong with my body or, you know, the kind of impact of, the disease on it there's obviously not a cure but you know there's research going on all the time and different medications and things um in my last appointment they are talking about putting me onto an infusion maybe or if not then injections i need to give myself so if it's an infusion i need to go into hospital maybe every four to six weeks oh, and really? get it via drip so i don't know what that would mean for my overall kind of 
how I would feel and my fitness and my health levels. But um, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not at that stage yet. I've got another consultant appointment in May, so um, just kind of see what's what. But yeah, you know, yeah, and I used to be really you know didn't want to talk about it at all when I got diagnosed because I just you know felt embarrassed and and all the rest of it. But you know it's probably part of getting older as well that you think well it's part of me I can't help it and it's just you know it's an illness like there's lots of other illnesses and yeah people probably don't want to particularly talk about some of the side effects of it a lot um because they feel embarrassed but you know that that's life and, and mm-hmm. it was only when I shared something on my own Facebook about it before that's when the, the two other folk in the club that you know then commented going oh like yeah. for that too and, and then you're like oh wow there's more of us out there than I realised. Yeah, so, small world. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm quite annoyed about is they're both much faster at running than me, so. <laughs> like, I wonder what medication they're on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of, uh, like you say, it, it can be difficult to talk about something um, that affects you personally like that with your running and everything, um, and particularly how it affects you as well. So I think it's useful yeah. for people to know about things like that. So we, I have seen you disappearing a couple of times, um, <laughs> I, you know, at sessions, yeah. and, I've, and I've always kind of thought, ah, yeah, yeah, she, you, you need to, you know, you need to just go on. <laughs> yeah. It's not just the hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A good excuse. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> um, what is the worst running experience um, you have had? Oh, um, my second half marathon, which was, I, I can't remember if it's called the Great Scottish Run or whatever. It's the one in Glasgow that, well, that used to be mm-hmm. in the start of September, or no, end of September, start of October. So, I'd done the Inverness one in the March and then I'd kept up my running over the summer and I'd entered for that one. Um, I think it was like the last Saturday or Sunday of September. And I'd had a bit of a sore foot, but thought I'd done all the training and I want to beat my time from Inverness. So it's just a sore foot, it won't be a big deal. So um decided to do it anyway. And I remember just before it started taking two really strong cocodamol which probably was the first sign that that's not really in the race <laughs> but um I thought it'll be fine once they kick in and I'll not really notice so for the first couple of miles it, it was fine and you know it's a bit spaced out actually and just run along quite the thing just <laughs> you know even though it's pouring rain thinking this is like this, this is fine great I, time yeah I feel okay and then I think it got to maybe about mile seven or eight and I, and I started to really notice my foot being sore um and then by about mile 11 I just it was absolute agony and I wanted to stop but I didn't I couldn't even in my head work out logistics of if I stop here how do I even get to the end where Kenny and the girls will be and you know oh I don't want to walk and then folk are cheering you and then you know then next thing they'll be telling you to like oh stop walking get running yeah. again. <laughs> I just got myself in a total bad mood and just thought I need to just kind of truck on and, and keep going with this and I think they had like a live tracker so Kenny had been tracking me and and said he said to the girls at that point it's like something's happened he's like your time's just gone from like <laughs> no very good to really bad so um so yeah so I, I got to the end and by that point I soaked to the skin as well because it's a miserable day mm. and you know I just I was struggling up to cry when I crossed the finish line because it was just my foot was so sore so um, when we got back to Fife, I said, look, I think I'm going to have to go to the hospital. So I had a stress fracture. So oh, yeah, ru- running on it really wasn't a good idea. And then <laughs> the person being next to me at minor injuries at the Queen Margaret had also done the race and also had a stress oh, fracture. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> yeah, so the nurses were like, um, this is not a good idea to go run it. <laughs> I was like, no, no, normally it's fine. <laughs> it's not that bad. So yeah, that was probably my worst experience yeah. because really wanted to get better than my time in Inverness and I didn't I was about two hours two minutes or something um but obviously it was more the fact that I'd stupidly run on a sore foot and made and made it even worse so yeah, um, yeah. still not a pretty good time though you know with that, with that stress <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just going to pop us on hold a wee minute and on pause because we're I'm getting a wee bit of feedback here so I'll see if I can fix it.
Right, okay, we're back. I don't know what the problem is, but hopefully it's not <laughs> <laughs> causing too many problems for uh, for anybody listening. And um, what about your fondest running memory? Um, so, I mean, that could be anything really within the context of a race or even just a, a nice run, a, a holiday run around a, um, a track on a cruise ship. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think, probably to sound a bit cheesy, my fondest memory is my first race with the Harriers. Which uh-huh. actually at Leslie. It oh was the, yes. Is it, is it the Jimmy Irvin? Jimmy Irvin, 10K, yeah, yes. Park. So yeah, so I, I joined the Harriers in the July, I think. And this was November. And again, it was another really appalling day. It was so wet, you know, just like rain lashing down, bouncing off the ground. And I'd felt so nervous even leaving the house here with the Harrier's vest on, thinking, oh, no, I'm now one of those people in the race with a vest on. <laughs> people that wear it's the like vest. a target on your back. Yeah, people that wear vests at races are good runners, and I'm not a good runner, and oh, no, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? So, yeah, we got through, and, um, and yeah, just felt so, so nervous. But obviously everybody was, like, really, really great. And then the race started, and it was, you know, it was obviously poor Moraine, but... You know, it was really good, at, good atmosphere. And um, Willie Scott was still with the club then. And I, I think in my head, I knew that he did a 10K roughly in about 50 minutes. So I just kept thinking, like, if I can if I can keep sight of Willie's bald head in the distance and, you know, not lose him, then I'll hopefully get round in, you know, in a, in a sort of OK time. So um, I crossed the finish line in just over 50 minutes, which... I knew it was quite a bit quicker than like my previous best 10k time but I wasn't really sure how much quicker and then by the time I got the results from the wee person in the van that prints the slip off for you Mm. I managed to google my time from the Edinburgh 10k earlier on in that year before I joined the club and I'd taken like four and a half minutes off so (laughs) I was delighted with that but I think it was it was a combination of like noticing how much the training with the Harriers had improved my running and then just, you know, the whole excitement of it being my first club run and then the buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a that, good buffet. Yeah, that primary school hall, that was amazing. There was like <laughs> really good cakes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think we were all absolutely frozen solid by the time the race was oh, finished because it was so wet. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like pouring water out mm. your train. But yeah, so that's probably my fondest one because um, just all the elements coming together, feeling so nervous, then, you know, feeling that it went really well and taking a fair bit of time off and, and yeah, and just kind of for me then seeing what what it was like to run a race as part of a club because everybody, you know, the ones that are already finished are screaming for the folk that are coming in next and everything and it was just, yeah, it was really good. Really yeah, good. yeah, I'm going to pop us on hold again because my okay. feedback's getting even worse. Oh no! Right, we're back again. We've switched. <laughs> Hopefully, um, no more problems. Honestly, I, I think it's me. I think it's just uh, <laughs> new technology. It doesn't seem to go on all that well. <laughs> I, I hate technology. <laughs> I don't envy you. It's wonderful stuff when it works, but. Yeah. It seems to be a bit hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, is there anything that you don't like about running? Um, I don't really like runner snobbery that can sometimes exist between different clubs sometimes or <laughs> different people from different clubs and stuff. Um, and yeah, I always think that's a bit disappointing, especially when you're in quite a small area like you know the West of Fife. That I don't think that's um, that's always very helpful. But um, that's probably the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, something that Steve Adams said when you interviewed him for the podcast, I probably would have said before a bit like what you said yourself, Leslie. I don't like it when I'm out of run and people don't acknowledge me. Yeah, but Steve. Um, I was actually talking to Natalie about this yesterday about how much it made me think that, you know, Steve made the point, you don't know what's going on in that person's life or their head, you know, in general or specifically in that moment. And, you know, they might be going through a really tough time and that's why they've not acknowledged you or, you know, there might be something, you know, major going on or they might just be rude, but, um, <laughs> you know, they didn't go through whatever. 
So that really made me think because I used to get annoyed when I was out because I used to sometimes take it as a bit of a personal slight thinking, well, why why are they not saying hello to me? It's because they think I'm not as good as them or Mm. whatever. Whereas since I listened to Steve's episode, it has really made me think that, you know, yeah, you don't know what's going on behind, you know, behind the scenes of people. And then, you know, myself, I know I sometimes go out and run when I feel upset or stressed or anxious. So, you know, I doubt I'm running about with a big smile on my face on those those days. So um, so yeah, probably I would have said that before, but but not anymore because I have learnt to be more Steve. Yes, we're all <laughs> trying to be a bit more Steve and uh, a little bit more chilled out. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a learning process. <laughs> there was somebody I was running in the Glen today, and it was, it was just a young chap, um, and. I, I was just all smiles and, and everything else and he just looked right through me and we passed one another's path a couple of times um, and I, I tried a couple of times just to catch his eye just to go hello fellow runner but uh, he was having none of it so it just came to every time we passed one another after that I just thought he's obviously not up for you know for yep. a wee wave or anything so that's fine fair enough maybe he's got a lot in his mind maybe yeah. he thinks he doesn't want to be seen you know beside me or uh, that, that's fine you know <laughs> so yeah I wasn't taking it personally at all (laughs) Um, I'm going to wind up a little bit and I'm going to chuck some um, shorter uh, sort of not not exactly rapid fire questions but um, a bit shorter questions Mm -hmm. that um, usually have a kind of shorter answer so favourite brand of shoe Um, it was always Brooks Adrenaline before but they changed when they moved from the 18 to the 19 model, I think, and it didn't really suit my foot after that. So I'm currently running in New Balance, um, which are really good. I've got a really high arch and I need some pretty supportive. So they seem to be working very well for me just now. No kind of foot pain or anything like that. So, yes, them at the moment. I've always wanted to try a pair of hawkers, but I'm not yet. So yeah, maybe, maybe at some point. I see a lot of you really good runners wearing them, so I think... Maybe it'll make me better. <laughs> I have a love-hate thing with hawkers because I think um, I love the bouncy cushioning in them, um, but they've still got quite a low heel drop, so I still have to put an insert into them, right. otherwise they aggravate my Achilles. Um, so I like them, but I just think there must be a shoe where I don't need to modify, surely. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't I found it. I- that just now that we can't go and kind of you know go to run a macum or whatever and actually get you know the whole proper analysis done because I do probably need new shoes again and I'll probably just buy the ones I've got at the moment mm-hmm. online because I know they work but yeah when um, when we're allowed I, I must go back because it's always quite interesting you know they bring shoes out that you think I'd never have picked that and then it's the ones that are the best for you or whatever so yeah I always find that it's always the ones that are like the least sexy looking shoe that are the ones that are good for me yeah but I like those (laughs) yeah oh they're not for you yeah and I've got really big feet so you know I don't really need anything to make them (laughs) what about a favorite piece of running kit um Definitely, and certainly at the moment, it's my ProVis reflective jacket. So, you know, one of the kind of silver ones that ends up going bright white with the car lights. I just, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, especially for the amount of darkness we have in this country in the winter. So, no, I really like it. It's probably not the most breathable. Like, if, you know, if it's particularly rainy and then, you know, it's a really hard session, you can feel a wee bit like a baked potato, I think, inside. <laughs> but, um, but no just for safety and for reflectiveness it, it's amazing and you don't notice it yourself but then if I see somebody else out with one on I'm like oh wow that's really good but you know it's not so easy to notice in yourself but yeah that's probably my favorite thing at the moment yeah it's impressive stuff eh? yeah <laughs> uh, what about a favorite place to run so it could be local or around the track on a cruise <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no um I always like running beside water I think I stay in line kilns and I'm used to kind of being near the water and um, I like running um, near water. I'm a bit fed up of running near the water in line kilns <laughs> now. Um, so yeah, anywhere by water or a lake or a loch or something like that, I, I do like. Um, I just quite, I'm just looking forward to being able to run in different places again, actually. Um, yeah, mm. I feel a wee bit like Groundhog Day. Um, yeah. It's only so many variations from your own front door. And it's just, 
you know, and it's good to see loads of people like walking and things at the moment, but it also just seems really busy. Loads of places that I would normally go, and it's just, yeah, like when you're trying to avoid people, and and then you're actually seeing more people than you would normally. So yeah, I like running beside water, but yeah, I'm not, you know, basically as long as it's not really hilly, then I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> what about a favourite race? Do you have one? Um, I don't know if I do. I think out of the, the races that spring to mind off the top of my head, I really liked um, Cumbernauld 10k because... Um, I've got a PB there, so I don't know if that's my result. I did enjoy the Kirkintilla 12.5k, it was last February. It was quite hilly, but um, but I, yeah, I did actually really enjoy that. It was quite varied, that route. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I've not done a huge amount of different races to probably have have a favourite mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a better answer to that question at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a least favourite that you've done so far? One that you um, would rush back to, maybe? <laughs> you know what, I really <laughs> shouldn't say this since it's our club that organised it. <laughs> um, the one time I've done Knock Hill, I absolutely hated it. Um, I, I just think, I don't know what was wrong with that. I, I felt really nervous. It, it, again, was it was torrential rain that time. <laughs> um, and I just found it so difficult it's much more difficult than I thought it would be and actually it's the only time I've genuinely thought during a race that I'm going to pull out and I, I remember running around thinking I'm just going to pull out and I'm just going to say that my stomach's not great <laughs> nobody will really ask <laughs> and then I kind of got past the point where I would naturally pull out and I'm like oh I'm going to have to go around again and I don't I don't know why but I just I don't know if it was the speed that everybody took off at the start. Mm. I think because it's downhill, you know, yeah. you kind of when you start off, you it know, it just goes down and and that big row of like PH runners right in the front and they, you know they take off like you know racehorses. I'm like, oh god, what am I doing here? And then that absolute fear of at some point I'm probably going to get lapped. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. Um, I did like the buffet. Um, yeah. <laughs> The recurring theme um so no, i would like to probably hopefully if we do that race next summer when things are allowed i would like to um, to do it again and have a better relationship with it than I did. Yeah. maybe just marshall it's easier yeah <laughs> um do you listen to music at all when you're out running I used to always listen to music and i couldn't have even contemplate the idea of going out and run without music but um but now um, it's either nothing at all or podcasts. Um, I find music really, really off-putting now. <laughs> like even occasionally if I put the radio on, I then realise I can't I can't deal with it. You know, if the music speeds up, I speed up. If it slows down, I slow down, which sometimes is fine if you're wanting to do a kind of mixed pace session. Mm -hmm. But other times, um, you know, pacing is not my strong point anyway. So I'm very much influenced by, you know, what, what I was listening to. But um, no, I, I really like listening to podcasts now. I, it almost feels like you've got a bit of company on your run. Yeah. But you don't need to talk back. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I, I do like listening to podcasts. You know, I listen to variety, a couple of running ones, um, a couple of different sort of more like interview type ones. Chris Evans does a series called How to Wow, which are kind of extended interviews with interesting and sort of influential people. Um, he just did a really long interview two hour one with Judy Murray which was amazing about her life story and how she's sort of changed things for women in sport and obviously in tennis and stuff it was really interesting so yeah quite like something like that but for a longer slower run and mm -hmm. then a comedy podcast if I'm just you know going out for a quick you know three miles or whatever so yeah definitely podcasts or nothing but mm. not, not music at all anymore now mm. no it's funny because I used to run I didn't used to run to anything at all and then I started running to music and now music just mm. irritates me yeah <laughs> yeah I find myself like trying to get my phone out of my belt and just, like, forward song or something. yeah 
so just you know so distracted I'm gonna end up tripping up or something yeah yeah I've got podcasts I was listening to podcasts the other day and I thought I've listened to this before but it was okay I don't mind listening to that again because it was good chat um and like you say it's like having buddies on your run and they're they're just having a bit of banter they made me laugh so running along having a wee chuckle to myself and certainly any of the running ones, if you are out of running, you're starting to feel a bit like, oh, you know, I can't be bothered, I'm tired. But, you know, it's amazing if you listen to running one, how it keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Like I was out, I was out running both for both of Pauline Walker's episodes and, you know, I'm like, I can't exactly stop after four miles and <laughs> everything Pauline's achieved. It's like, I better keep going a bit further. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I listen to um, a lot of running podcasts these days. Um, and yeah, it does it does make you kind of think and does keep you yeah. going. So yeah, they're good. Um, are you a high tech or a low tech person? So you're like all about the tech or your stats and everything, or are you kind of fairly laid back about it? I've got a Garmin. It's not a particularly fancy one, so it does you know kind of basic things. But I, I couldn't set it to do like a, a really complicated session or anything. So I pretty much just use it for stop and go. Sometimes I use the virtual pacer function, but. Um, yeah, a bit of a love-hate relationship. I do like it to see, you know, how I've how I've got on and, you know, was I faster doing that route than I was before or slower or whatever. But, you know, I think we can all become a bit of a slave to it. Um, so it's, it is difficult because after um, we spoke before and, you know, you were talking about heart rate. Um, sort of Yay, somehow. Somebody else I know really, you know, does that more than actual pace so I was out a run a few days ago and I thought right I'm gonna just try really hard and keep my heart rate below like one two five you know the whole run and within about four minutes I was above that so then I just got <laughs> totally annoyed at myself and then you know so then I'm like running slower and slower try to get it down it wasn't going down quickly and then I just like spent my whole time looking at my wrist and getting irritated so um so yeah I need to improve on that but yeah so I suppose it's good to see how you've got on and things like Strava sometimes it's nice to see different routes for inspiration but I think Strava's a bit oh I don't even know the word you know that sometimes you could post anything and then next thing you know that you're getting all, you know the kudos from people and and I, I think there's maybe just sometimes something automatic people just like open Strava and they'll just hit hit that button for for everything rather than actually maybe even looking at what the person's done or what they've said because sometimes I think well you know that person's put a description saying you know that it was you know it was absolutely dreadful or the part yeah. themselves yeah. you know people are like there's all the sympathy <laughs> yeah. um so yeah a bit of a love-hate relationship I mean obviously everybody likes it when you know you do you do something you know well or faster or whatever and it's nice to get a wee bit of praise and things but um yeah I think it can become a bit obsessive for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably absolutely. like all like all social media, it just becomes you know. Well, it does. It's just yeah. I find with Strava, it's just become like another form of social yeah. media, um, and I, I'm trying to kind of step away from social media as much as I possibly can, but while still being a bit stocky. <laughs> 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 so I'm kind of I'm a, I'm a lurker more than anything else on things but I, I'm trying to you know just not <laughs> and what's your opinions on our lovely vest then I love it I actually before I was a member and I used to see the vest I was like oh my god that is perfect <laughs> those colours like you know I could never join a running club that had the vest like that and then you know lo and behold um, it's just so bright it's so iconic it's great at races or it's great if you're looking to race photos or photos you know from different things to be able to pick the, the harriers out straight away I don't think the colours are the most flattering on on some people, especially not me. But you know, anyone, you know, it's what you know, it's what it is, and it's you know, it's so well known throughout Scotland. It's not even just you know in this area. Everybody will know those colours and associate it with the Harriers. So um, no, I I do really like it. I'd be sad if the colours changed. The the logo could maybe get updated a bit. You know, actual CH bit of it. You know that could maybe mucked about with a bit, but um, no, I think the colours definitely have to have to stay. And I think it should be compulsory that all the men wear brandigans at the race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
one they're just the most awful things ever <laughs> oh goodness me um one last question then before I, I let you go and get some peace i'm thinking it's friday night but it's not actually it's thursday yeah <laughs> Yes, it's right, I'd be doing this with a drink in hand. I'm yeah. trying to limit drinking to two nights a week. It's this whole groundhog day thing, you know, I just don't know. They all just kind of merge into one and every day is just the same. Um, what advice would you give somebody who was thinking about taking up running? Um, I didn't do it myself, but I hear such good things about the Couch to 5K programme that for somebody that's an absolute complete beginner, then probably follow something like that to get you started. And then um hopefully if park runs are then back i think that's a great way if you're you know if people are still too nervous to maybe join a club park runs a great way to see where you are compared to other people your own age gender and to see yourself making improvements and then you know if you want the challenge of joining a club you know it doesn't have to be the harriers other clubs are available it does <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah de i mean definitely it's you know it's I'm never going to win races. I'm never going to win medals or anything like that. But, it, you know, it, it has really improved my running. It's improved my state of mind. You know, it's improved my outlook on a lot of things. So I just, I think, I think it's great. I've met so many lovely people and just to get a really good laugh. And, you know, so the social side of it's brilliant as well. So, yes, I highly recommend it. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. It's been great speaking to you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> um, hopefully catch up with you in a real, per, real life, actual person <laughs> soon enough. Yeah, that's lovely. Cheers, thank you. Cheers. Thanks again to Catherine for um, her chat with me this episode. A few final thoughts before I go then. Um, something Catherine touched on there was uh, training in zones and it was something that we had discussed um, out with the podcast. Um, zone training, uh, often called RPE, rate of perceived exertion, marathon training, it all pretty much means the same thing. Um, say you have... Uh, a zone from one to five with one being your easy effort level and five being your maximum effort level. Um, if you're running everything at kind of four or five zone, then the chances of you feeling fatigued, overtrained, a bit scunnered, generally um, injured uh, are likely to increase. Um, whereas if you take some time to just chill out a little bit more in your runs and um, keep the effort low, enjoy it for what it is. Um, elite athletes run 80% of their training at a lower effort level and the other 20% obviously at a higher effort level. And so I think it's something that we could all um, adopt um, just to kind of keep us going, particularly when the weather's a bit grim like it is today. Um, that's it for me. Thanks a lot for listening. Take care. Thank you.